When the Mumbra, the ever-living, was consumed by the eruption of Fire Rock Mountain, Third Earth looked forward to an age of peace. <gasps> Mumbra! But Mumbra did not perish. He survived to plot the release of the most fearsome of all the Thundercats opponents to date, the Lunatacks of Plundar. Stay with us all week as the Thundercats fight for their very existence in this special five-part adventure. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats! Thunder, Thunder, Thunder! Hey, how are you? I'm Larry Kenny, the voice of Lionel, here today for my good friends Ryan and David. You may know if you listen to the podcast Radical Retro Rewind. I love it. All of it. Radical Retro Rewind. She even looks older. Light my art collection. Yeah, we've heard that one before, mummy. What is it? I heard him shout. Oh, yeah. Thundercats! Ho! Who you calling a ho? Welcome back, bunglers, to another episode of Thundercats Reviews and Recap, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother, David, and we are back for another five-part adventure, David. Mumra lives. David, ho! He's ready. He's already, he saw the symbol, and he is ready to to have Mumra back. Were were you upset that Mumra was actually dead? (laughs) I knew Mumra wasn't dead, Avi, but I will say this. When you're at a table with Chichar, and she goes, Ah! Ah! Mumra! Oh my god! Out of nowhere, she's best. like, "You're like you're just having a conversation." It's like it was like when I think what was it? What was it? Bobby Brown? What's her name? Millie Bobby Brown. M- Millie Bobby Brown was that oh. on like I don't know what she was on. She's like you know she's friends with Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey nowhere just goes goes. She's like we eating Chinese food and she's like out of nowhere she's. she's so Chitara is sitting at the table and she's like, Mumra! Ah! <gasps> Mumra! So David already knows my highlight of the episode. That was so my right highlight. there, right there, that should cue you. So for those of you who have <laughs> listened to the five part that we just did with Zach, which introduces our new Thundercats, Linkso, Pumaira, Bengali, and they are now Thundercats. They're currently living as we start this, they're in the lair. They're living in the lair. And then you see that you see that Mumra at the very end they they use what was called the Star of Thundera to re- <laughs> just another tool you know it it's stronger than the Sword of Omens apparently this the Star it of is. Thundera it's not the Star of Bethlehem I could tell you that and if you remember Jaga had to go past Groon and, and he almost went and got sucked into a black hole almost so anyway long story short at the end oh of that the end of that that five parter Mumra tries to open up a locket that contains the Star of Thundera and you think that he is blasted to smithereens. Matter of fact, I think the quote was, the Star of Thundera tore him apart. <laughs> well, that's what we, you think. Like David said, we are hot off our five-part Thundercats Ho, the movie that we did with Zach. Of course, that was amazing. Shout out to Zach. Thank you, Zach. Again, we had such an amazing time. Of course, all those insights. And David, not only are we starting this next five-parter, we are journeying from the year of 1986 to 1987. A matter of fact, September 15th through the 19th. This is season two, episode...
episodes 71 through 75 of the original series. <laughs> yeah. Normally what we do is if there's, if there's a five parter, we'll watch the whole thing, depending on how, what we decide to do, like we did with the, the anointment trials. Oh, the anointment trials. And Thundercats Ho that, that we just did. We normally will, we'll watch all the episodes kind of back to back and then we'll do our synopsis and what have you. For those who obviously are, are new to the podcast, what we would normally do is kind of give highlights of things that stand out to us from each episode. So that's kind of the formula. I think we're still sticking with that. I know that with what we did with Zach, it was a little bit different because then we have we have the third person. It's very informative. I'm just going to go through some highlights from each quote unquote episode to make up the whole. Like David said, this will be under the banner of Mumra Lives. We're going to kick it off with how it begins. And it does actually, David, it does flow into each other. Matter of fact, oh, yeah. we have been getting those now previously since the Thundercats Ho the movie. Previously on the last episode, in the next episode, like they've been giving these previews and stuff like that so with that said thank you to of course to the thundercats wikipedia as well as our lovely leah who provides us with audio files for these episodes and beyond david kick us off we are at cat's lair i believe oh mumra Oh my god. So wait, so then this opens up with like a sort of a debate. So we have these new Thundercats that's amazing, that's great. They're standing did you notice? They're standing and they're all the original are sitting at oh the table. Oh my god, Ryan, you're, you're a Thundercat <laughs> racist? I just noticed that for the first time that they're all at the table and they're like, hmm, let's stand over here in the corner, guys. <laughs> We're over here with our cute drinks. They had adorable drinks. I will, I will forego that part of the shunning of the new Thundercats apparently because I saw Tigra immediately embrace embrace Bengali ooh brother brother he reached as soon as he got that as soon as he got that Thundercat symbol he grabbed him across the table practically he's like oh you know I've been waiting for another tiger around here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Bengali's cute he's sweet he's sweet and he's they're a blacksmith all, yeah they're all great honestly so here's to third earth and to peace at last Peace, huh? That's going to take some getting used to. I'm not sure I believe things will be that easy. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to handle being an unemployed warrior. Keeping the peace can be as difficult as winning it. Hmm, I suppose there's always fire drill and routine maintenance. And mutants, Chitara. We can count on them to make trouble. We could teach our Thundercat technology to all our friends. And turn this whole planet into a model of peace and prosperity. All right, that's the way to look at it. We'll throw a great feast and invite all our friends to meet Pumira, Bengali, and Linkso, the new Thundercats. How about that? Sounds good to me. Mm, now work up a menu and go over to the Burble Village for provisions. Sounds like we'll have our hands full, even with Mumra gone. <gasps> Mumra! Chitara! Mumra! Are you okay? What is it, Chitara? I'm not sure. I guess I just can't believe that Mumra's finished once and for all. Then you see that there's this kind of, there's this debate going on because Mumra is ever living. So we there's this debate. And then we go from Chitara doing her, oh, Mumra, throwing herself on the table. 
Two, Jaga appearing to Lino. Now, instead of just spilling the beans, Jaga has to be cryptic as usual. Oh, don't be so sure. Oh, yeah. you never know. Oh, an evil like that. Oh, oh, Lino. I would have just said, I would have just said, he was in your house. You took your clothes off. He saw everything. Just like in Ghost of Oh, Ghost my God. <laughs> everything he saw everything he's seeing you now he is really seeing you now really lopez mom mumra he saw everything he know he's alive <laughs> you, know, you know what i'm talking about when when whoopi goldberg goes and tells demi moore's character that willie lopez was in the in the house in the house yeah did see everything he saw everything he's alive instead of this cryptic oh he's like chitara chitara oh yeah that will definitely of course play the clip I know just how Chitara feels. Mumra, really gone? I can hardly believe it myself. Can you be sure he has gone, Lionel? Jaga! What do you mean? How could Mumra have possibly survived? The Star of Pandera tore Fire Rock Mountain apart and destroyed Mumra along with it. There's no way he could have survived. The forces of evil can never be entirely destroyed, Lionel. Only held in check by those with strength and courage. With an evil power as great as Mamra's, who can say that he is gone forever? Jaga, wait! It's just not possible. Mamra could not have survived. I love that the Thundercats are using twirly straws. I think that's the most adorable thing ever. They they have cute straws to drink out of this. And they're like celebrating Mumra. And yes, like David said, Chitara gasps at the table, screams Mumra. And then when they look at, I think Bengali's like, oh, Chitara. Oh, you know what? I think I was just shocked that he's gone. That's what made me that. She's like, like, I saw the price of gold going up. <laughs> On my you know, iPhone, <laughs> on my cat phone. I saw the price of gold, and I knew I had to get to the Burble Village, but I had to make an excuse to get there, to get that gold before the price went up anymore. And they don't know, David, Bengali, Link, so and Pumira aren't used to this yet, so she just has her outburst. So like, that's just, that's just Itara. She has a moment now, and you know, it's just, she's, she's just, she has a moment. Don't worry, you don't worry. We get an amazing, by the way, they have been expanding Lionel's bedroom, evidently, because did you see he's got these grand pillars? now like mm. that open up to his bedroom and he's like yes i can't believe that mumra's gone too and yet jaga does come you know chitara has never been the same since that incident in the mirror <laughs> oh my god do you think she's hoarding her mirror from pumira <laughs> she's like girl you could come in here but don't, don't look at my don't mirror. Look mirror don't look at the mirror <laughs> no but as we said last episode lynn lipton's like oh thank you god i'm not doing pumira they actually hired another woman to do pumira <gasps> turns out i have to do luna but okay i I don't have to do Pumira too. <laughs> no. So let's move on. So Mumra is very weakened. You see that Mamut. Oh, yes, Mamut. David. It's supposed to be like on paper, it looks like Mumut, right? Yeah, but it's Mamut. Mamut. Ma. Mamut comes to Mumra. He blows some nasty stank in the air and breathes it in and puffs himself up big enough to carry Mumra back to the pyramid. And then Mumra basically tells him, you are going to have to take my place masquerade. for now. You, you are going to be Mumra. You're going to be sort of translucent, but you will you will be me. You are, you are my stand-in. And he's like, of course, Mumra must be here. Mamut.
survived, Mama, because I am Mamra, ever living. But I am weak and powerless. So while I regain my strength, you must take my place. You must become. Mamra. Hmm, a bit transparent, but you will have to do. <laughs> Certainly, you should fool the mutants. Listen carefully to my instructions, Mamat. Like we mentioned in our last episodes, Mumra needed this. He needed something to love him and love back. Although, as we saw, Mama was just literally on the, the wall next to him this whole time in a painting form. I don't know what he was waiting for. And that's great. And he and everybody needs something. So one of the things I wanted to bring up is that this introduced a lot of children, including myself, to Braille. So you have you have Linkso who was blinded in so the smart. apocalyptic event of Thundera being destroyed, and this also opens you up to people who have disabilities and that they are useful, that they are just so as just as useful as someone who does not have a disability. And again, one of those things that only '80s and even some '90s cartoons have that apparently that yes. we still kind of i'm not going to go into it i'm not going to get political but i do hate the hate that i have some seen some backlashes on different podcasts and different things about 80s cartoons how they're misogynistic or they're this or they're whatever and it's like but you're not looking at the the real aspect of it yes maybe you don't think it was as inclusive as it should be but a lot of these terminologies that we use today were not even a thing back then no so I'm just saying that I like the fact that we're talking about the fact that um, Linkso, even in the original, like like in the the first part, Thunder oh Cat, yeah, when they're running, did, they're, when they're, they're running, that he was like, leave me because I'm blinded, so I'm useless, and they're like, no. So anyway, I like the idea that you introduce of Braille, Panthro, and Tigra are going to help Linkso build this, so it, it makes sense. Panthro builds everything, of course. Tigra's got that brain, you know, he's got that mind energy. This is so funny, David. When I was visiting David and family. Family in Arizona, I brought, of course, the David Crichton Hear the Roar book that we had been talking about. And I mean, this book is it's beyond it's beyond it, it has information for everything like i highly recommend i mean i haven't read the whole thing but i was able to read parts of it and just the love that honestly that everyone even down to the toy company ljn working with rankin bass and all these companies to make this show there is a part in here where tigra's mind power came up and it was a note to the writer of that episode and it's amazing david because it's things like we mentioned down to they were like why has he not used this power before you must explain why you know things like that like has he been saving it up? like they actually wrote things like that well why hasn't he used this before you have to come up with an explanation of why he hasn't used this and on this case david they were plotting out season two the letter was you know this was from june 24th they were developing 60 new episodes and there's things like 
like there's not enough room at the cat's lair. <laughs> we have to extend, you know, they have to build something like the Tower of Omens. A, a Linkso can feel with a braille board. Possibly Snarfer should be brought in. What is a lair for Thundercats without a Snarf to watch over? And then it's like something like, we have a lot of bad guys, but get this. Maybe Mumra builds Sky Tomb, which is like Cleopatra's Needle thing. Maybe Mumra calls up creatures from Egyptian mythology to aid him. This was what I really thought could have been crazy. These new characters could be living mummy cases. For instance, something like an Iron Maiden opens up and spikes come out. They were thinking that this was actually gonna be a team of mummies that a mum recalled and a matter of fact they wrote we need additional mapping of third earth so we don't go back to the same locations this does not mean we cannot use backgrounds from the original series so again this is bullet points but this is how in-depth they were thinking i love it i love it and that helps with the continuity too continuity exact that aside braille board is being used we are actually also getting a lot of new music cues I mean, they're they're mixed in with the original ones, but we're getting more music cues, David. And I also noticed very for the people watching on Hulu, the theme is deteriorating more and more as these episodes go on. Cut to the Burbal Village, David. Fat, juicy stems. Snarf is eating on those mushrooms. He's he's cooking up a, a thing, and I love this. He's like, "What is that? It's Mama." They see they see him traveling in the sky. And I'll take twelve bushels of those mushrooms with the fat, juicy stems. Mushrooms. Hmm. What are those? No. And I'll bet that he's headed for Castle Plundar. Sit tight, Rover Bill. I'll be back. Honestly, Snarf has really come into his own. He's like, that's it. So he is he a Thundercat through and through. He leaves his cooking duties. And he runs and he follows him. He follows Mama to Castle, Castle Plundar. Plundar. And Cast gets up in the mix and's like, okay, now I'm going to find out what's going on. So Mama, in the guise of Mumra, tells the mutants that they have to release the lunatics. There's a few things about this whole with the lunatics. First of all, every time I try, every time I try to write lunatics on my iPhone, it turns <laughs> into lunatics. Anyway, I digress. I'm actually adding a lot of new words into my dictation. So anyway. Oh, can you do that? Like yeah, Mumra? In, like short, short, like the shortcuts. I'm just putting oh. Mumra, Mumra. So as I'm typing it, it's going to come up Mumra. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, David, that's actually amazing because it always corrects my Mumra. It gets everything really messy. So anyway, you can tell the mutants are fearful of the lunatics. Yes. Very fearful. They're like, they're uncontrollable. If you think that people like, see, here's the thing. I've always said this, like, you know how Skeletor is evil, but he's also kind of funny and like, ah, whatever. Yeah. I've had it with this muscle man. I'm going home exactly. or whatever. You know, exactly. you do the voice better than I do. And the mutants can, to a degree, be that way as well. They're like, oh, forget it. 
I've had it. I'm done. Like, call it. The, the lunatics, however, from the brief thing, you know, the, well, not the brief, but for what we've seen in the, just these two episodes. Yeah. You know, the, the very beginning two. too. Like, as you know, as like, we're systematically going through, they're going to get progressively worse. You see that they are, they live up to their name. So they go to release the, the lunatics per Mumra's. And Mumra's like, basically like, again, Vulture Man is like, how am I supposed to do that? Well, you're the smart one. Go figure it out. Like, exactly, normally, yeah, Mumra, yeah. normally Mumra probably would have went himself but because he can't this is what i got out of it he's like oh vulture man figure it out whatever you'll figure it out not even the thundercats will be able to resist the lunar tax of plana lunar tax whoa they're here ah, alive <laughs> they're here Alive! <laughs> you see, long before you mutants arrived here, the lunatics tried to overthrow me! A fatal error of judgment! You destroyed the lunatics? To destroy them would have been too easy! A punishment. No, mutants. I encased them in molten lava. You will now release them. Ah! No, Mamra! We will do anything you command, but we cannot release the lunatics of Plunder! Let them stay encased in molten lava forever. Oh, they're too vicious even for my life. Exactly, gentlemen. This is enough to take care of the Thundercats forever. Yes! But the lunatics cannot be controlled, Mumra! Nonsense, Slyle! I have already defeated and entombed them once, and I will do it again after they have crushed the Thundercats. But, but where are the lunatics now, Mamra? On Dark Side. Whoa! The Forbidden Territories? Ah! Even if we find them, Mamra, how do we free them? That, Ultraman, is up to you. <laughs> you are a technician, after all. <laughs> So this is smart, David, because as we know, he does have to rest in, in his chamber, in his sarcophagus. But now, is Mom Mutt coming up with this dialogue himself, or is this actually Mumra? I think Mumra's essence is in him, like the is that mental, what it is? Okay. mental energy. Because I'm like, Mom Mutt couldn't come up with, I, I think, of half these things. I do love the idea that he's taking up the mantle, like filling in. Mom Mutt is like a pug. Most, I have a, I have a pug. He is. Man. 
Nick. And everyone <laughs> yeah. usually thinks Yorkie uh, pugs are ugly, but the, to the owners, they love them so much. Pug bulldog mix, yeah. I think. I do love that, David, that the mutants are fearful because they have heard of the loon attacks because they come from the, what, the moon of Plundar? The moon of the... Plundar. So they are on a moon that, that is around. So they're not even on on Plundar. So they send him. I, I love the banter. So if you did you notice, like, so, like, they're encased in lo- molten lava, according to Mumra. How did Mumra do this originally? So he had the strength originally. So he says the, he says that the lunatics tried to come and take him down. They wanted to take over Third Earth and plunder Third Earth, and he was like oh no, Mumra the Evil-Living is going to take you down. Which, I love this because you now you're seeing full circle that the Thundercats, the original Thundercats, were not the only ones that made it to Third Earth. Yeah. Apparently, apparently Third Earth is close to... Everything! <laughs> Everything! Is close, is close to Thundera. It's Mars. It's Mars for us Earthlings. It honestly is. Thundera, Plundar, it's all must be. But again, it baffles my mind that Mumra had enough power because, not to spoil things, bunglers, but we're gonna have the lunatics for the rest of the series. And Mumra can't put them back the genie back in the bottle so and and honestly slide mentioned that he was he he was very apprehensive about it but he was like i have to do what mumra says so this is so i wrote down this is funny because i put i love slide because they go they basically build a trench around where these lunatics are in this area called the dark some whatever they're not allowed to go there dark nobody goes there nobody goes there they're not supposed to go there even the even the we never even heard about it matter of fact willa never told us about it no no one. No we one. went to dark side. You know she would have come up with that if it was something. In the corner. Dark side. <laughs> so they're building this trench and they have Jacqueline at the fist pounder. And he's like, as soon as the lava comes around, you need to block the lava off. Otherwise, we're dead. So he t- Slide tells Jacqueline, if you mess this up, you'll end up a bath mat in Mumra's pyramid. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Confirm that Bummer bathed too, evidently. <laughs> and Jacqueline's like, I'm not going to mess it up. You're, you're too much. Like, there's this banter between them. almost like they've gotten even more comfortable with each other over the time. Yes, and I love just, that. They're bickering, but like in a funny sort of way. But like, I love the fact that he'll end up at a, as a bath mat. This better work, Vulture Man, or Mumra will have your beak! Trust me, I've trusted you before, Featherbrain! Quit arguing and tell me what to do, Vulture Man! Uh, It's simple. You fly the sky cutter up to the end of our channel. Then you blast a hole right down into the heart of the volcanoes. The molten lava will flow into this channel. Surround the lunatics, melt the lava around them, and free them. <laughs> You're genius. But what about me? You've got the most important job of all, Jackholder. When the molten lava fills the channel surrounding the lunatics, you and the fist powder have to cut off the flow of lava before it traps us. And if you foul up, Jackal Man, you'll end up as a bath mat in Mumra's pyramid. Oh, wind your neck in, Sly. Let 
mutants! Go! 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 Mumra has been seen again on the scene. And I love this. We get the original Thundercats. I honestly, I do enjoy the, the new Thundercats. And a matter of fact, I do think it was a smart idea going in to have new characters to exp I digress but the originals are all together Wily Kit and Wily Cat are on the skyboard we have Kit saving Cat Dill from the skyboard so things are like the continuity between season one and season two are fantastic but I love this they're trying to get to the mutants and Jitara says make mine monkey in <laughs> and she's armed you know in the in the, the back that thing she shoots stand by Chitara. We're about to elevate the rear cannon. Ready when you are, Pancro. Hit it. Here they come. And that's not all. Come on, Wily Cat. Let's go get that flying machine. Make mine monkey. I'll take slide. The new location of Fire Rock Mountain, too. It keeps coming up to Fire Rock Mountain. Now we learn that this is... Thundercats can't get past it because the Fire Rocks are Thundranium. That's also there, too. So they kind of have that, that blockage. Well, that's the thing is that would that would allude to the fact that's why they never go there. So you never heard about it because it's an un it's an untapped area they can't get there. But you do have Balkans and Wolos who say <gasps> that they have seen something and going on. They don't on. lie. They don't we, lie. I, and I say we find out that Balkans and Wolos do not lie. So this is also the return of the brute men. The brute men, yes, because they go to the Thundrain the Dundrillium tanks. I love this actually. It makes sense for Panthro and the other Thundercats to show the new ones kind of how to how to work things. So he's there with Bengali and Pumira, and the tanks are empty, David. Oh, and Panthro was pissed. So they go directly into the tunnel that's over there, and Pumira's ready to fight. She's swinging her satchel. Bengali's got his hammer out. He's like, no, these are brute men. These are brute men. These are gentle creatures. There's a return of the brute men, and you also see that the once the lunatic Techs are free, they are uh they begrudgingly agree to work with Mumber. They're like, yes! Luna's like, yes, we'll put our differences aside. Mumber like, yes, we'll put our differences. It's, it's in the past. It's in the past. I put you in molten lava. Which you know. You know Mumber's already like, mm. the, he was He was giving me when that Vulture Man thing. Vulture Man, let's talk about it. <laughs> Let, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. Only by working together. Will we purge sad earth of their plague-ridden good deeds? And then, Mamra? <laughs> and then, Luna, we will divide sad earth among ourselves and plunder it at will! <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> you see the brute man and with Panthro and you see that Bengali does his, one of his first cool moves. Apro acrobatic he hammer? He all the shackles in like a second. Boom, boom, boom with the hammer. So he's fast and he he swerved in and out and you, you get the clue that he's good with a hammer. And then he mentions he was a blacksmith on Thundera. We find out that creatures of Third Earth are being abducted from villages. In the meantime, like, they've been turning up lost. 
And we didn't even mention earlier, Wiley Kit was saying that they should do in their free time, teach their technology to their friends on Third Earth. That's what they were going to do on their downtime, by the way. I love that. So that does show again that the Thundercat, if they didn't have to fight, they would be doing amazing humanitation. What? Humanitarian. Humanitarian things for Third Earth. Humanitation. Humiliation. They've been doing humiliation. The Lunatacs! The mutants have freed the Lunatacs! We have to find a way into Darkseid! Who do we have free, David? We have Aloro, Amok, Chilla, Luna, Luna, Red Eye, Red Eye, and Tugmug. You see that? Yes, you see the back and forth, right? Between the mutants do not like the Luna Luna attacks, and they're being forced to work with them. Mumra's like, "You will work with them, and you will like it, and you will work together." So they're building this fortress, which I'm referring to as Rita Repulsa's castle. David, it is exactly Rita Repulsa's castle, down to the little. I mean, Luna has a Luna, like a crescent moon, but Rita had like a some kind of thing on top of her, a web. Wasn't it a crescent moon? It might have been a crescent moon. I don't know. Rita slash, yeah, Luna. That's the perfect example. By the power and force of lightning, make our monster grow! The abductees are the ones building Sky Tomb. And you find out that Sky Tomb also uses a significant amount of Thundrillion to... Thundrillium. The whole tank. They emptied out there. And you could see that is a gigantic fortress. So that is... My God. They have to use the Wolo and the Vulcan to get through to where this... Like, there's a secret area that there's a... To get through Darkseid, by the way. And they use the Thunderstrike for the first time where Linkso's Braille board is connected to. So we get to see Linkso... And my God, David, his fingers fly around that board. It's almost like they're dancing. Did you see how they just... He... My God, he works that like a piano. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a part where you were going to mention earlier that Chilla freezes Vulture Man's neck because he's talking back to her. My God, poor Vulture Man, he's going to need a Ricola. I think he needs to come up with that super form. He needs to come up with that super formula again and put them in their place when he does his eye thing. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, ah, with the ring that comes out of nowhere, my new insignia ring. Yeah, because at this point, the mutants will kind of become, unfortunately, like, jokes to the lunatics, I think, is what ends up happening from what they remember and everything. Like, they're going to be even pushed more and more into the back. It's but the don't you feel like, don't you feel like that should give the, the mutants time to regroup and come up with new technology and new things and just kind of step back? Or just decide to turn over a new leaf, you know, the met her in a tree. Frolic, frolic in the unicorn forest. Yeah. Oh, I think they should turn over new leaves, honestly. They're not as bad. Okay, well, we'll keep seeing that. They're not as bad as the lunatic. Monkey and can pursue his love interest in the in the trees. I would love it. I would love it. Jackal can work on can his self-care rituals. Self-care and maybe write a book or some poetry. Vulture Man can try to find the secret formula again. So he can be he can become super powerful. And Slide, and Slide can will work sleep on, on a floor. A, he Slide will ma- finally make floors. that bed. Get that bed. <laughs> 
the lizard and, and work on work on his cooking skills. Yeah. From when he was a cook. Don't forget my asthma, Tigra. That's my what asthma. I would tell. I tell Mumra, you got the loon attacks. You don't need us. Bye. Fine. You you made your choice. Take them. Can you lift your our spaceships one more time? Let us leave, Mumra. That's what I would say. Give me my spaceship, and I will get gladly get out of here, and you can live with the loon attacks. But Mumra plans to put them back. He wants to put them back once the lunatics have their fun with the Thundercats. But that ain't gonna happen. We get through the dark side and the Wolo's like, I swear to you it was here. Don't you dare accuse me of lying. <laughs> it's here. It was really here. I know here. you could never <laughs> trust a cat. He was already persecuted. Persecution. <laughs> it was here, Lionel. You must believe me. Wolos do not lie. Neither do Balkans. Lionel, over here. The ground is charred. That means... Yes, Lionel. Sky Tomb is not a fixed fortress. The blasted thing's mobile. The lunatics can move anywhere, terrorize and plunder wherever they want to. There is no safe place on Third Earth. They realize that Sky Tomb can fly, which is so smart. And they're like, this fortress could go anywhere. So it's very foreboding. No one mm -hmm. on Third Earth is safe. At least Luna doesn't throw her staff and say, make my monster growl. <laughs> she should. She ah. might be doing it. She might. Finster. So, David, there is a battle when they actually find... It's Tugmug, matter of fact. It's Tugmug and Lionel, and he's like, who are you? And they call me Tugmug. I am Tugmug. Also, my cousin Finny <laughs> from Brooklyn. <laughs> he's like Igor and from Brooklyn. So, this is the legendary Sword of Omens. <laughs> Call me Tugmug. So, freaking Tugmug literally snaps the Sword of Omens in half, and I've never seen Lionel more calm. I know. I thought he was going to lose crazy. I already did the Star on the Mountain. I can't yeah. do it again. Because David and I had just rewatched in the Inflamer episode, so we know what had happened with how crazy. But that was a Jaga fueled oh, insanity because Jaga's like, You brought about the curse of Balzine Baldazar. <laughs> You're right. Away. You it's cannot go out with a demon, Alyssa Milano. Bow to our curse. He says, oh my God, he says, Phoebe. <laughs> Charmed. He says, who are you? He breaks the sword and Lionel says literally like this, who are you? <laughs> Who are you? They call me Tugmug, and I am a lunatic from the moons of Plundar. <laughs> Ours will be a short acquaintance. <laughs> Don't count on that! Not he also jumps from the ground onto a, a flying vehicle. He can jump over great distances and height from the ground. He hovers. He's like a hovering... Honestly, they all got some skills. All of these lunatic do have some yeah, skills. Yeah, Lionel was completely... I would have been like, oh my god, it's over. He snapped the sword like a twig. That's what you would think, but... 
he gets away and don't you know less than five minutes later Bengali's like oh he he does the hammer he's like oh only a Thundarian would know how to who do knows this. about the special alloys used to make this sword hint hint I am valuable and you need me <laughs> That should do it. I don't know how you did it. A Thundarian blacksmith forged that mighty blade, Lion-O. Only another smith, like me, would know the secrets of its alloys. It's my guess there are some secrets in that hammer, too. And I'm younger and cuter. Oh. <laughs> Believe me, Tiger's already on that. He, like you mentioned earlier, he already scent-glanded him. You want, you want some... <laughs> <laughs> he marked him he, already. Did he, okay, okay. What is this? Twilight? Did he impress on her? Did he? <laughs> is, is, no, it's not impress, is it? Imp impress? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe he did impress him. <laughs> no. <laughs> in in print. In print. He, he had already imprinted on. Well, listen. He was a he's a cutie. Well, they had that thing, brother. And by the way, it's it's the same voice actor. So he's got to do two different tiger inflections, higher and lower. And younger, I guess. But I'm not gonna lie, when I had a little crush on Bengali, too. If you didn't know already, when I was a kid. Bengali is very handsome. And he's, he's just cute. He's just sweet. Like, I... That is a true... Like, obviously, he's a cartoon and not human. I, you <laughs> well, know... Well, that didn't matter a lot, you know? That didn't matter. But I like the, the character. Like, the sweetness of it. The kind gentle, gentleness. The hum humility. Humility. They all, yeah, they, they, and Link so it's, that's what, it, it's great, too, because they are, I hate to say this, they're commoners, you know, from where they come from. So they kind of do still have this, like, reverence and honor for the Thundercats, because they, you know, they were, like, in our last episode, Link so goes, we are from Thundera, but we are not Thundercats. There is a difference. Until you get the, when until you, you until the you get the power. Yeah, until you get the insignia thrown on top and of the you. Insu the infusion. And that's when Panthro goes, I, you know, I make these $5.99 for these insignias. You will have to start to sell this. I'm going to give you to the, I'm going to give it to you for a discount. The first one's free. <laughs> After that. Just don't follow Tigra into the woods and get any fruit. And you know, Tigra, we'll get into it, but Tigra was supposedly phased out because he was the least popular Thundercat. Isn't that sad? Really? I liked him. And Pumaira too, by the way. Those two, because they were not the most popular. But to me, a Bengali is like a Tigra light, right? Like, I don't know. I feel bad for Tigra. That's a long time from now. That's a long time from now. But we don't need an inflamer. All we need is Bengali's hammer. And just like that, the sword is fixed. We also get a shot where, I don't know where, at what point this happens, Chitara and Pumaira are driving in the Thunder Tank together. I love that. Pull, they pull up and it's just the two of them. So that's when you wonder if Chitara was like, like you were saying, Pumaira, this is here. This is there. This is where we will be mining for gold. You know, just trust me, girl. You will not look at me. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. I am J-Lo. I am J-Lo. You are Christine Millian and doing the background <laughs> vocals on my songs. I am Jennifer Lopez. And I will you sing will over you. I will, you will be singing not. over you. I will use your voice, your voice, but I will. it will be me getting the credit. And that is it. I am Lynn Lipton. At this point, 
we are they are on the move the lunatics are in their sky tomb it actually makes more sense to call it sky tomb with their original thought that it was going to be a, a gang of mummies would you have wanted a gang of mummies as opposed to the lunatic is that more on brand or to me i don't want to take away from your thoughts but to me it might have distracted from mumra being a, the ever living mummy, I kind of like the I, I kind of like the idea of having mummies and like mythical Egyptian creatures, like the the cat god and all the different things. I I kind of would have liked that, but I also think it would have completely changed the series. Like it would become like mummies alive, Egyptian. Yeah, it would become no. it would be like gargoyles. Yeah, it would be mummies. It would be mummies. But at the same time, when Lino was captured by the wrappings in the in Thundercats home. Yes. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, you know, as I mentioned in the previous uh, five-parter with Zach, I liked the idea that you were able to see more of the pyramid and see more about what goes on in the pyramid. Yes. Like when he trapped those, when he trapped his enemies forever to be. That was horrible. Now, like, I would have gone back and tried to save them if they were still around. Maybe they were magically entombed. That was horrible. Yeah, I agree. That was real. That really adds another theft. That, uh, we noticed that when Mumra was going to do that to the, them, when Snarf takes up the challenge, he just brought them closer to the tomb. He wanted to have them close to him. You will watch I me. just want to be close to you and do all the things you want me to. So here we go. The Lunatacs are on the move. In the next episode of Thundercats, Lionel plans a new fortress, the Tower of Omens, to guard Third Earth from the Lunatacs and their terrible sky tomb. But Mama, disguised as a burbel, spies on the plan and tells Mumra, The Tower of Omens! We must destroy it before I build it! On Mumra's orders, the Lunatacs ride their terrible Lunatacker to destroy the Tower of Omens! So, David, we're up to around the third part of Mumra Lives. And at this point, Mumra has rested enough. Well, he's rested some, but... He's a little dramatic. He's a little dramatic. Is this when he says his terrible powers? I still need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's at the viewing pool and he sees that the that they're trying to build the Tower of Omens, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's like he's like this cannot happen. This is not happening. I am going to have to I'm going to have to step up and try to get one of these lunatics or somebody to help get rid of this this Tower of Omens because it is not happening. He basically says something like he will not allow this abomination to be put up or something. What does he say? I wrote it down because because I couldn't remember. It's along the lines though david of our mumras being the head of the hoa and he was being so pissed over cat's lair because he says i could not allow the thundercats to put another piece of their monstrous fortress up i forbid it <laughs> we must destroy it before i build it oh marmot we cannot allow the Thundercats to deface Third Earth with another of their monstrous thoughts. I forbid it! Uh, but I am still 
so weak. He actually grabbed the walls of the the chamber when he said that. Like it, it was such a. He was clutching his pearls. He was clutching he his pearls. He was so. David. He was so upset. Another piece of their monstrous fortress. I've told you that your Christmas decorations, any holiday decorations, must be put away. Thirty no more than thirty days after. No more than thirty days after the actual calendar holiday, not including weekends. But is he accounting for he could get a different Wi-Fi signal? This could be closer for him <laughs> from the the um, Tower of Omens. So David, he <laughs> also. I just have a, wait a minute. I just have I just have a vision of him in the beginning when he when he first meets the mutants and he's talking inside his head. He's like, they must not know the price I must pay to be like to leave the pyramid. Remember when he first the first time he meets the mutants and he they come to the oh, pyramid. Oh yes. He's like, they suspect that I cannot leave the pyramid. <clears throat> so he must be saying to himself, <clears throat> they mustn't know that I've been stealing the Wi-Fi signal still. They must not know the price that I would have to pay. You're right, David. He did say they suspect that. How the hell are they going to suspect that? He was already onto it. But okay, whatever the case is. So he's still weak. So He's, he's still, still weak. weak. So he's doing mama, mama's a mummy's best friend. Mama's this. My, my precious... Gorgeous. He calls him like my gorgeous, yeah, like he just loves him. So he says That's his Horcrux. Ancient spirits of evil transform this decaying dog into Mama the Burble. Damn, it was horrifying seeing him turn transform into a burble. That was something. So my faithful Mama, you have done everything I have asked you and more. <laughs> You are indeed a mummy's best friend. The lunatics are free, and the sky tomb is operational. The thunder catch days on third earth. Unnumbered! But we must know the thunder catch plans, Marmot. You must discover them! Ancient spirits of evil transform this decaying dog into Marmot the Babylon! Thundercats will never suspect you. Find out how they plan to resist the lunatics of plunder while I rest and regain my terrible powers. At the same time, we cut to the mutants who are <laughs> with the slaves, David, in Sky Tomb, and <laughs> Slyska says, Stroke those! Thundarian furnaces, yes! And he's whipping them. Stroke those furnaces! But it was stroke those Thundarian furnaces, yes. <laughs> stroke those Thundarian furnaces, yes! The Lunatacs are talking. The, they're supposedly, they said they're free agents, David, but Luna 
puts herself in charge and they kind of they go with it but she's actually the one who says we weren't united exactly i wrote that down luna says to the lunatics to not fight basically not fight amongst themselves in order to defeat not only mumra the mutants but also the thundercats so she's saying in order for us to take down everybody that we want so we can plunder third earth we have to be a united front and this is again where the mutants and the lunatics are very much the same because we go yeah. through this whole thing the reason the, the power of the thundercats is not necessarily they're the most powerful of the group other than lionel with his swiss army knife sort of omens that can do anything they have limited abilities yes they get the power boost from the sort of omens and yes, yes. but the, the the thing is that they are so they work so intricately together like where someone's failing the other person takes up the yes. battle and and they and they protect each other they do they do the charlie's angels where they oh the pose yeah when they they do the pose and when they flip drew barrymore over the over the gate to get the creepy thin man <laughs> they the brace to, they, they work, work together. together they work together that's something that luna has and and that honestly is a leadership quality once sky tomb is fully operational we will dump the mutants and those miserable slaves we will who says so you yes Admiral, i luna who put you in charge? Lunatacs are free agents. We owe you nothing. I put me in charge. I will command and you will obey. You say the mutants are dumb, but you're no better. It was fighting among ourselves that enabled that bag of bones, Mumra, to defeat us the first time we visited this miserable planet. This time we'll fight united under my leadership. And when we've wiped out the Thundercats, we'll teach Mumra a lesson in revenge. Mumra! Living will become Mumra, the non-existent. I always remembered her as the leader. I actually don't remember her just self-imposing herself as the leader, but she has that. It's, is it a muck? A muck, which is they seem to be afraid of, which he's like her, like... Jo she's like a jockey. She has, like, one of those horse, like, whips yeah. things, and she, like, just screams on top of him. <laughs> well. <laughs> and she says, David, Mumra the ever-living will now become the unexistent. Which we know you is know. totally impossible. But they, I'm thinking, because they had this one battle with him, and somehow, which but we even, now, even the Star of Omens of Fundera... <laughs> The star, yeah, whatever it was, the source of all magic in the universe, which tore me apart. It tore my body apart. That's what it's they say. It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you, and when we are apart, I feel it too. So this is funny, and I'm gonna have to ask you to do your magic and and fuse this in. Do you not love the the, the noise when Sky Tomb takes off? To me, it sounds like the oh, beginning of Xanadu. Yeah.
Doesn't it something <laughs> at the beginning of Xanadu? I can't do, I can the see The very that. beginning? That new score, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to Xanadu. <laughs> you got to put those, th- you got to fuse those together, Ryan. We got to hear that. No, when it, like the very beginning, that that rush, that it's the build String. Up. Yeah, it's like that. that Sky t- I, I honestly, Sky Tomb's like thing is so cool and ominous. It has a face, David. Did you notice? It has a teeth. Yeah, but I just, yeah. And then the eyes are like the, like little volcanic, where, where those are where the pits yes. are, where they're poor brute men in the, I mean, obviously we're early in the season. Did they ever free those Balkans? Because how many, and Wolos and everything? Yeah, I'm assuming they, they ended up getting freed at some point there's a few things happening in this episode that they throw at us david fog lamps were put on all the vehicles supposedly but then later on chitara says that i think that they don't have he was working on he's working on it panther's working on what do you want everything in one day (laughs) that's true i mean they're doing things pretty quickly so at the burble village lionel has come up with the somatics for this this tower of omen which david zach loves the tower of omens i think it's a great it's a great point lookout point it literally I'm, is I, honestly out. i'm waiting for sauron or saruman to be there because that's what it reminds me of what is that from sauron sauron saruman from the lord of the rings oh oh am i not saying it right i only watched i, I still only saw the first oh, one cut this out cut, no you're gonna you keep this in you're gonna be you your our <laughs> listeners are gonna crucify you for this one he doesn't he's never watched the lord of the rings okay no the tower the tower the two saying. is that one of the two towers that i i i hear of isn't it the two towers or something oh i ain't saying nothing you ain't heard it from me people because i ain't one to gossip <laughs> he didn't watch the lord of the rings now even if you don't like it you should at least watched it once the score the cinematography the hobbit love overrated no one <laughs> That's like he's a like Harry a Potter person. Play. He's a Harry Potter person. Not even. I mean, yes, I've watched all of Harry Potter, but honestly, I think I'm. I would say I'm more of a Star Wars person. You know how people say you've never seen Star Wars? That would be my thing. You've never- oh, you honey, you've never lived. You've never seen Star. Wars. You've never lived. Oh, you've never seen a lightsaber. You've never seen Queen Amidala herself. <laughs> it's Queen Amidala herself. <laughs> it's- <laughs> Anyway, this rubber bill is the Tower of Omens. We'll locate it right at the opening of the canyon that leads through the forest of mists. I've got a plan to install fog lamps on all our vehicles that'll cut right through that soup, Rubber Bill. We have to build the Tower of Omens there. It's the ideal spot to monitor the lunatics' activities. It'll give us the earliest possible warning of a lunatic attack. So, Rubber Bill. Will you help us to build the Tower of Omens? Yes, Lionel. We will do it. Helping the Thundercats means helping everyone on Third Earth. The Burbles, I noticed to me sound a little different david i don't know if they were experimenting kind of making their voices a little different it do you ever notice that the other the new burbles one was like blue right never made it to the village what happened to them do we see them later on or are they just like indentured servants to the to, to the new thundercats they're like oh you're gonna stay with us well they're buddies they're buddies so they're friends burbles that were with Pumira and Linkso and Bengali and stuff should have rejoined, right? The other Burbles and their Burbles. There's village, only two more. Know. What's the difference? Are they that vicious? You can't be here. It's only two more Burbles. That's it. We've hit our quota. I was going to say, maybe they have a USB power strip. They got to charge at some point, right? We have no room. 
Speaking of no room, I have a feeling that Chitara was up to this. And she's like, we cannot have these three standing in here. We need to give them another place. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like, I was I was thinking about expanding my leotard closet <laughs> into the next room. And Snarf and you and Lionel were going to move downstairs. <laughs> we ain't got no room for them. <laughs> so- the Burbles are asked to do this, David. And I mean, honestly, did they did they have, they have any choice? other choice in the matter? Exactly. Well, no, but here's the thing. This is this is where I don't know if you're aware, but there was a a, a kind of, I don't know, off color, offbeat comment on something that you had posted. And it was about like colonizing Third Earth oh. or something like that. This actually for the for whoever like had a problem with that, this is basically where this where the Thundercats kind of disprove that because the Burbles basically say helping everyone help it. You're you by doing this, you're actually helping everyone and keeping everyone safe on Third Earth. Now I get that the Burbles also are not native to Third Earth, but the Thundercats help the Warrior Maidens. They help the Wolos. They help the oh, Balkans. Yeah, they help the, the Giants. They help the this. They brute help men. the tiny, the brute men. So, and there's only a handful of them, and they're not procreating anytime soon. So, I just, I, I know that's kind of a negative thing. We usually do that, but I, I kind of like it. Kind of hit me like in a like a really negative way, and I'm like, they're not trying to take over Third Earth. They're making it better. I don't care if someone came to the United States because this is where we live. They wanted to come and and help us and they re- like stopped evil or like other people from coming in and attacking us and they worked with us. I wouldn't look at them as an invading or trying to take over in my country. Even if they were cat people. <laughs> well, wow. No, but like that you know, I, I, you, know we, you know we don't we don't get political, but honestly, I read that and it kind of it, it kind of struck a nerve with me. Like I understand where I don't want to get into it really, but like Native American land that we do live on and stuff like that. I get that. But yeah, David's re- referring to I don't know, it was a clip on uh, on YouTube about I don't know what it was. It was ThunderCat something and they said a young colonizer colonizes third earth or something like that. There was there's only a handful of them. They're not procreating and they're not <laughs> they're not colonizing anything they're basically they're basically like washing up on shore someplace because they can't go any further and they're just trying to survive and they're making other people's lives better so they're putting up a monstrous fortress in my town another another honestly david they are kind of washing up on shore the three just washed up this season literally they were on shore anyway (laughs) they were on shore the the tower of omens is in the planning stages with the cat's eye on top which will monitor everything and david it will work with linkso's braille board this is the whole setup that this thing will be connected to linkso's braille board and david there's that one scene when the whispering happens when Snarf's going, why is he gonna? <laughs> well, I couldn't believe this whole Snarf scene. is the old, <laughs> the old person that has no filter in the group. He says to Lionel, "What is he gonna do? He's blind." And Lionel goes, "Shh, shh, Snarf, shut Snarf. up, Snarf. Whisper, Snarf, whisper." And Linkso's like, "You don't think I heard that with my ears?" Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Linkso will be able to see any attempt to invade Third Earth by way of the canyon or the forest of mists. How can he see, Lionel? Linkso's blind. Shh, Snarf. Oh, that's all right, Lionel. Most people assume that anyone without sight is practically useless. You, you heard me? Of course, Snarf. I may not see like you do, but I have developed my other senses so that I know as much as you do about what is happening around me. And now that Panthro and 
tiger had built my latest braille board. <laughs> I probably know more about what happens around here than you do. You see, Snarf, this board is connected to the cat's eye. And the cat's eye scans the surrounding countryside, picks up signals, amplifies them, and transmits them to the braille board. Only Linkso's super-developed senses can interpret those signals to tell us what's happening. And we can switch the signals to the screen of omens so that the rest of us can see what Linkso knows. David mentioned this earlier. It shows with people with disabilities. Linkso is just as helpful. Well, Linkso basically says, I, we're using my braille board and all this different things that the technology that he'll actually see something coming before they physically see it. True. Which is true. Which is true. Well, this is the thing. This yeah. is, but this yes. is how smart children's television is created. You basically are teaching children that, again, people with a disability may actually, like, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, just like we talked about them being a team. And this, you know, this builds teamwork. This builds morals, values, the code of Thundera, quote-unquote, morals. But this teaches children that people who have disabilities do have a place in society, and, and in fact, they can exceed given the chance. They can, and leadership roles. That is, again, why we like and love you know, these cartoons and the and these stories that are told. So, Also a side note, Luna says the mutants may be stupid, Matt, she's saying this to Chilla, but they are also capable of great treachery. So they're kind of, she's setting that up too, that, you know, don't undress the mutants either, just because we're wonderful and fabulous and new. And we also get this scene where, who is Mumra telling this to? But I love it. You know nothing unless Mumra tells you. I wrote that down, and I'm assuming... He said, it to the lun- he said it to the lunatics. In the guise of Mahamut, right? The invisible... Yes. This episode, also, we see that the Thunderstrike, their new ship, split. So the two side panels come off, and it's two individual vehicles, which is fantastic. And David, the first time Panthro comes up against Tugmug, and his reaction is literally, Oh? He sees Tugmug, and he's like, What? is this he goes oh which i kind of i had the same thing too i had the same reaction like what is this tug mug (laughs) so he gets also taken in by i want to say a loro with his ball that makes you a so so wouldn't you uh, You so a loro has some sort of like mental i think i guess that was made to be against like tigra but tigra doesn't use any mental energy but i guess that was his counterpart or whatever like his weakness so here's the thing honestly out of the out of all the loon attacks the ones who i think are the most formidable is chilla because she just blows ice out of her mouth it's not like she has to a loro all they have to do honestly not to size them up now or a all they have to do is break that that sphere ball, ball that he has. I would I would have shot that with the sword of omens and been done with that already, and then he would be doing nothing. He basically is like he's basically like the what's the scarecrow guy's name from Batman that gives I them nerve warp gas. Yeah. He, he basically makes them fear him. Red Eye actually, David, might be also a equivalent to Tigra because we could see that Red Eye can see invisible things. That's his. Is it be- is it because they wanted to get rid of Tigra? He was the the least favorite, so he can't he can't be invisible anymore, which was his only big ability. <laughs> My God, poor Tigra. And he has no, and he don't have that that mind energy because Alora. So I guess they're like, well, we got Bengali now. Luna, so. Luna without a muck is that his name? A muck, a muck uh, is yeah. nothing. She's a, she's a, she's literally a, a tiny 
tiny baby size with no ability, so she's kind of eh. Tugmog is strong and very um, can jump really high. He but flies, or yeah, he, he gets like, he got stuck. Hover? He got when when they were going after Snarfer, he got stuck in the ground. You know, this is the funny thing is Ryan and I I look at things very differently. I'm I'm sizing them all up and how to take them down from the very beginning. That's true. He's ready to behead them already. He's like, how could we have killed this one from the get go? I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chilla. If if they could have held her, I would have said, "Oops!" Dropped her right into a, uh, a right into a, a active volcano and said, "Freeze this! Freeze this, Bia!" You'll see later when she freezes Pumira, she just keeps going. No one was even there. She was just like, <gasps> she was just. She's like, she was, she was, she was, she was, feel, she was feeling her Elsa fantasy. She was like, "Let it go, <laughs> let it go." <laughs> she was just freezing. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this, David. Are they making the Thunder Kittens more mature? Yes, they've taken on more responsibilities. Yes, more responsibilities. Wily Kit comes on, I want to say it's the Thunderclaw, by herself, and saves Panthro. We have never seen anything like that. Not that I don't think she was capable of it, but we've never seen them kind of... And I almost they kind feel of like, have yes, to. They kind they of have, have to mature, to. right? Yeah. Well, first of all, we don't know the time lapse between when these new Thundercats appear and how long everything's been going on. But they they wanted more responsibility. They in previous episodes in the first season, how they took all their weapons and we went through that phase. You don't stand a chance, Panthro. Even now, are you still have a choice? Put your money where your mouth is, whoever you are, and let's get to it. But you are only a Thundercat, and I am a Lunatac. Give in. Put your weapons down. Um, who are you? They call me Aluro. Now, put the nunchucks down. No, I... I... You don't stand a chance. I don't stand a chance. You'll never know just how close that was. I owe you one. It's so interesting to me now. Look at it this way, and I guess I'm going to go off one of my little tangents. It's so interesting that would if Mumra would have released the Lunatacks before the new Thundercats had come into the picture, he probably would have bested the Thundercats a long time ago because of their inexperience with, you know, everything. But yes. knowing that he has a fear of them, too, because of their abilities or whatever the case is, even though he fears, quote unquote, nothing kind of <laughs> interesting. But like it took these new Thundercats for him to code to like plan C, I guess. Would you have not done that already, though? You, little, you know, you had this in the pocket. You would think, yes, David, that he would have come up with this because every week he had to come up with another plot. The robots of the past. The yeah, exactly. He's like, mm, let me try the lunatics now. Paintings, David. We had paintings on the season finale. So I've been ready. looking so long with these pictures of you that I almost believe that they're real. In the next episode of Thundercats, Snarf's nephew, Snarfer, travels to Third Earth to take care of the Tower of Omens. He's off course. But his ship lands on Darkseid, the home of the fearsome loon attacks of Plundar. <laughs> I see the furry squirts. Can Snarfer escape? And will the Thundercats arrive in time to rescue him? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mumra is <laughs> Mumra is calling the ancestors, David. Oh, oh, he is. He has got the book of shadows, and he is calling. <gasps> What what's their names? Uh, Patricia, <laughs> Pen- Penelope, Penelope, Patricia, yeah, Patricia Helen, Arquette, whatever. <laughs> Hollowell witches stand strong <laughs> beside me. Big wishes, evil <laughs> time and space. He is calling the ancestors, and it all came back to me now, David. Throw genitals. <laughs> He said he tells Mama that he must call upon these ancient evils to restore his power. Either they will grant him the power he needs or they will let him burn in demon fire forever. Demon fire, yes. What? What? I also put Mamra groveling as he's walking, strangely walking around the viewing pool in a circle. <laughs> he was doing like his mummy. He got uh-huh. nervous, uh-huh. David. He, he was, was doing Michael Jackson's nervous. thriller around the rim of the of the viewing pool. And did they hear genitals, David? Yeah, you had to play that clip. What does he actually say? It sounds like he's saying throw genitals. Throw? Throw genitals. <laughs> Ancestors, throw genitals. <laughs> oh, mighty ancestors. Genitals. David, he's had enough that he's calling genitals to be called down. Throw genitals. He <laughs> is not playing anymore. Genitals will rain down on third <laughs> earth. Generals? Genitals. Do you have that in the in the like Wikipedia? No, or no nothing, nothing says anything about this. Throw genit- genitals. Maybe it's something generals? That's the only thing I could think of is generals. Four generals! Gen- four generals? Four genitals! No, it sounds, like genitals. it sounds like they're throwing genitals. Well, maybe the generals would only work on a uh, maybe a handful of Thundercats, I'm just saying, but I'm not saying who. I'm not saying, but I'm not saying who. <laughs> Tiger's out. He's I'll leave that up to your own interpretation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd see which throwing one's genitals. <laughs> the end. I am a woman and you hold no power over me with your genitals. The ancient spirits of evil grant him. They they hear his call, David. I love this transformation. Forgive your feeble servant, Mamra's intrusion upon your eternal rest. But if you will not listen, Mamra, the ever-living, will cease to exist in the code of Sandera. Justice, truth, 
Honor and loyalty will spread throughout our domain. Great Mammoth, the great ones hear us. This was a different transformation for him. He kind of bulked up, too. It was bulking. This is one of my favorite transformations, and I think it's only done once. It's a special new... We might see it again, but... No, I think it's it's different. It's different. So this one, the ancient spirits, the, the totems or the statues basically break apart and they put their hands together around Mumra and they spin around him and energy is flowing down like he's in a chamber as they're spinning around him. That's the throwing genitals part of the whole thing. But there's also another transformation. I don't know if we're supposed to talk, we should talk, but there's another transformation where the statues, everything explodes and breaks apart. And then these electrified spirits all like cup him in their hand and change him. What intrigued me about this, you get this new transformation, but yet Mumra, you don't see Mumra going, ah, and like taking off into the pyramid. He's still hanging out. He's talking to Mama. He says, my little beauty, Mumra the ever-living is David, he's back on stage. Thundercats, my debut will be your final curtain. So he's back on Broadway, David. He had to use the stage monologue again. Back you, Buffy. Life's a show. <laughs> Play our part. I think of that all the time. And he says, let us spy on them anyway. So they're spying on the Thundercats, even though he is bulked up. In the same time, David, we didn't even <laughs> mention that. I just have a vision of him saying, goodbye, Leah Michelle. I am now your replacement <laughs> on God. Broadway. <laughs> My God, Leah Michelle. Who I heard can't even read. I don't know if that's true. Oh, that's terrible. Well, she's a terrible part. Well, she's she, well, she's she's younger, so she had a cartoons about illiteracy, which is also one of the things that were in He Man. Yes, amongst other th- a lot of things. One of the special things at the end to encourage people. But anyway, oh, and actually, an episode of the of uh, Gem too. One of the misfits could not read. Roxy, I believe, could not read. Again, one of those things that were teaching people about things that people go through. Anyway, I digress. That's true. You could just learn the song, but you don't have to read it. You could just memorize it. Very yep. true. So, Very true. David, we forgot to mention that Snarfer is on his way. These whole entire time from the land of Snarfs, because as we mentioned, what's a Thundercat's lair? What's Without a snarf, evidently, he lands in dark side. I actually like Snarfer because he's like very more, he's more care. He's like, all right, all right, I'll do it. It doesn't matter. Uncle Uncle Osborne, it's fine. I told you never to call me that. (laughs) I told you never to talk, call me my drag name. (laughs) But I'm not in full full downs. Or you'll burn up when you hit the atmosphere. Relax, Uncle Snarf. I programmed it all. Are you sure you programmed it right? Uh-huh. You bet. Oh, yeah. I programmed it right, all right. 
So Red Eye can see them coming through the forest and all this stuff. David Snarfer says Snarfs never give in, never say die. So I wrote, what are they, Goonies? Yeah, maybe they are. Snarfs yeah. never say die. That's Goonies never say die. Someone was listening to the Goonies. Hmm, true. Snarfs never give in. And we kind of end this fourth episode, we're around the fourth episode, with this is what I want to ask you. Mumra says, Third Earth shall be free? That's his I know, like, because he's a freedom fighter. Yeah, he's Maud. And then there's Maud. (laughs) And then there's Maud. (laughs) Yeah. I am stronger than ever before. Now is the time to cleanse Third Earth and restore it to the glory of its evil days. Now is the time to eliminate Lionel and his cowardly cohort forever. Third Earth shall be free. He's delusional. He thinks that his terror reign is what this planet should be like. But in all honesty, maybe we have it completely wrong. Maybe Third Earth is meant to be a cesspool of evil and stuff like that. Mm. And the, the people that are kind or gentle are the outcasts. Maybe we're crazy. Well, it does seem like that way, David. I mean, everything on Third Earth is meant to kill you. Right? Even down to the Black Widow shark next to the unicorns. Like, you have the Yeah, but if you make the Black Widow shark into into sushi, there's no more Black Widow shark. And mermaids? Remember the mermaids? Chitara was going to cook her up. So my question, now you really got me thinking, really, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll quickly go through. Do you think that Third Earth really is supposed to be this evil place? And they really are causing, they're the ones who are, Oh, it's like their presence is causing a, a riptide of, of of goodness. That's no, I I, off. Oh, I know it is, and we've talked about this before. But like, I'm but it's saying, throwing off the planet. Is Mumra really right? Is Mumra really being wow. like really? He is righteous in his beliefs of what Third Earth should be. Okay, colonizer. That, well, that's where I'm getting. That's where I'm. You know, that's where it stemmed from. That's where my thought. See, I'm willing. The difference is, I'm willing to look at both sides of a story without judgment. This really does add another layer, then, if Mumra really thinks the planet is supposed to be like this. You know, we're judging it from our morals and our compass, uh, of moral compass, and we're thinking, well, why would anybody want to live like that? It's like if 90% of the of the planet and population is this either evil or mutated or whatever the case is, and it's only the 10%, then maybe the 10% are not supposed to be there. We now will be returning next month to Radical Retro Rewind Presents Mumra. As the hero. <laughs> Reviews and recaps. Where Mumra, we will be looking at this from the beginning. Where Mumra is correct. It's men on film. We'll be looking from a Mumra's <laughs> point of view. <laughs> two snaps it. in Two snaps and a circle. Anyway. In the next episode of Thundercats, Lion-O and his friends seek out Sky Tomb, determined to free the lunatics prisoners. Thundercats are here! But Mumra plans the perfect ambush, and the Thundercats find themselves up against the full fury of the Lunatacks. Then, at the height of the battle, Mumra reveals a terrible new secret power. Will he finally rule Third Earth forever? We are around the last part of Mumra Lives. The Thundercats are, are looking for Sky Tomb. 
and to free the slaves imprisoned inside. And then we get a little plot line where Bengali must learn the importance of teamwork. So all of a sudden, it seems like they... Bengali is younger then. Bengali is younger because he's, he's equated. A oh, he's equated to um, the Thunder Kittens. Linkso said, "Well, the Thunder Kittens are staying home too." And I was just like, "Linkso, is that the right thing to say?" There's no way we can deal with the Sky Tomb until we free the brute men, the Wolos, and the Balkan slaves. You're right, Panthro. If we attack Sky Tomb, we could injure a lot of innocent people. There's another problem too. Mumra! Exactly. We may not have seen him around, but I know he is still around. Well, there's one way to find out for certain. How's that, old friend? You'll only know for sure that Mumra is still around when one of you actually sees him. But Chitara and I don't have to see Mumra to know he's alive. Let's you and I go to the Dark Pyramid. If Mumra's alive, we'll know it. We'll feel it. I'm with you, Linkso. It's agreed then. Chitara and Linkso will check out the Dark Pyramid. Bengali, you stay here. But Lionel, I'll miss all the action. We all have a part to play, Bengali. Lionel is Lord of the Thundercats, and you must respect his decision. Wily Cat and Wily Kit are on duty at Cat's Lair. You will be on duty here. Besides, the Tower of Omens is not fully operational yet, and it's a ton of thundrillium to a Balkan's bonnet that we'll need your help before the day is out. Yes, you're right. The rest of us will travel to the dark side and find Sky Tomb. Once we've freed the slaves, we'll deal with those miserable lunatics. If we're going to do it, let's do it! The Thunder Kittens are staying at Cat's Lair. Everyone must have their job. <laughs> and I have stocked the fridge with all of the snacks that you asked for from the Burgle Village. You can Stay. play Xbox or PlayStation as well. And he, he says, I'm gonna miss all the action. And Linkflow's like, well, sorry, you thought you were the young one? Evidently, I am the breakaway star of this new team. And me and Chitara are gonna form our own spinoff. Because what does this episode become? We can see Mumra, and you guys can. So, bye. What, what would you, how would you put Chitara and Linkso's name together? Chalinkso? <laughs> Linktara. Linktara. Link this is a Linktara, Linktara episode. <laughs> I cannot feel Mumra's presence, Chitara. The only way to be sure is to land and find a way into that miserable place. Thundercats all have the same mindset. There's no way that the lunatics and the mutants could come up with this themselves. It has to be the puppet, the puppet master that's it's, that's orchestrating all of this, right? And Snarf earlier saw, or, yes, Snarf saw Mummut, but he heard Mumra, so they kind of yes. yes, but they haven't physically seen him. So what does Chitara say? I can still feel Mumra, and they're like, okay, Chitara. Oh, she's getting, she's in, she's in one of her moods again. <laughs> she's gonna start spinning around. And then Linkso says, we don't need to see Mumra. And she's she's like, finally, someone who understands me. Someone who understands me and my powers. Mm-hmm. We also hear that Panthro says he hopes the new fog lights work. And what is it Lionel that says, nothing you invent would dare not work? 
Mm-hmm. I want to say it, it was okay. If I remember right, the opening through to Dark Side should be coming up any moment. Then I guess it's time to switch on the fog lamp. Let's hope it works. <laughs> It'll work, Pandro. Nothing you invent would dare not to work. Oh, wait a minute. I got to tell you something. Did you not see... Am I wrong? Did you not see in that part when Mom Mahmud is returning to the pyramid, he just bursts through part of the pyramid, breaks open a wall to get in? He doesn't even like try to use a door, or go through the thing. He's just like it's like it's, he's like my pug mix. He just goes right for full force. Yeah, my little pug mix. She is like a she is like a a bull in a china shop, as they say. She busts through right there. She doesn't know her own strength. She's a, she's a, she's the sweetest thing, but she is when it comes to that, she'll just barrel right through you. You you met her, so. Do you think Mumra's just, he finds that so endearing, too? He's probably like, oh, you went right through the wall, Mamat. I love I you. think he loves, I think this is what Mumra needed. It softened him a it's little. It's not what he wanted, it's what he needed. Oh, who rescued who, David? Who rescued who? So Lingso and Chitara run reconnaissance to find out if Mumra is truly back or not. The other Thundercats are on the hunt for Sky Tomb and, and Snarfer and these slaves. So at one point, I, I wrote that Red Eye sees Tigra's rainbow. Because Tigra, when he's illuminated on his invisibility thing, he is a rainbow color. We saw your rainbow, Tigra. We saw it a long time ago. <laughs> shining. your true colors <laughs> shining through. Oh my god. And then this plot actually enrages me a little because it's never brought up again. So Chitara's like, we gotta try to find a way into this tube. She should have just blew a hole into the door anyway, too. She would do something like that. But she's like, we have to find a way into this Make tube. Make my mumpkin! Make <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're inside and all of a sudden they find a magic talisman. That has broken, never been broken, brought up. A broken talisman, totem, whatever you want to say, yeah. Talisman. He holds it up and he goes, I feel like this is not meant. Oh, there's something about he feels goodness inside of Mumra's pyramid? As no, he says as if this was this was not originally an evil place. Like he's and something about antiquities or something she, she Oh Chitara's like, oh yes, maybe through antiquities. I'm like, what Chitara? What are you talking about? Money, money, antiquities, <laughs> uh gold, gold. Oh my god, if she would have saw the the chamber with the the driller's diamond chamber. Oh my god. Chitar is strictly a gold girl. He did have some gold. Though. She likes glitter and gold. I have the strange feeling that for all its evil, this place has known great forces for good. Must have been in the mists of antiquity, Lingso. This has been Mumra's home for thousands of years. Wait, what is this? It looks like some kind of symbol. A talisman of some sort. Strange. It does not feel as though it belongs in a place of evil. That part, David, what is that? I mean, we never hear anything else about this pyramid. Because this we... is, but yes, we do. This is, this is continuity, Ryan. I what, just, I, I, I found it, con I found it convenient though. I found it convenient that they came upon this 
talisman randomly, okay? But they're trying to say that because Chitara and Linkso have a, a, a sixth sense or yeah, some kind of together, ability that they yeah. were able to find this. But do you remember when Lionel is attacked by a cheetah-like yes. thing when he tried to enter the pyramid the first time? And he's like, don't go past there. That's the symbol of the devil priest. But this place yeah. was a good place. Oh, there were right. other deities. Mamrana. This is all... I think that this was a good place. I think Mamra... Mamra took it over. He Mount Rushmore'd them. He added some mummy wrappings, some mummy decorations, those people that he has for centuries. So all of a sudden, Mama comes into the tomb and starts mauling Chitara on the floor. <laughs> if you look at the picture in the back, <laughs> he's in her face eating. Like he would be mauling her face. She's on yes, the floor. He, would. he is. He is no. His, he's no. He ain't playing. He's not playing. He <laughs> links up. Does hold up the talisman and it repels him. What, what happened? I, I don't know, but this talisman seems to have some kind of life force, a power that fights evil. And it's a weird, sh it's like a wooden piece of wood. It has some kind of writing on it. It looks almost like a Native American bird symbol. That's what a it looks like. bird, yes, like a totem pole kind of bird. Yes. So Mumra wouldn't have come across this, you don't think? It needed somebody to activate it. No, they're they're implying that basically throughout Mumra's pyramid and his the wreckage of all of this ancient civiliz so Egyptian civilization, there's just artifacts thrown all over the place. Think about Maybe it. Maybe through antiquities, Ling So. All of a sudden we cut to the Thundercats. The Sword of Omens warns Lionel. So again, this is the season of when the sword I really think becomes This is also the, the season. Have you da, noticed da, da. that he he has called the Thundercats immediately for almost everything? Which to me, I was like, I was like, is he gonna he's gonna he's gonna use this sword up too much? Well, this is when he goes, Thunder, help! Thunder, help! Oh, the Luna? <laughs> and she's like a baby on the floor, like <laughs> Help me! R riveting in pain on the ground. Riveting, writhing, oh, writhing, writhing in pain. R in the riveting, ground. she. I'm riveting. <laughs> <laughs> She's something. Thunder. Help. Thunder. Are you? What happened here? Please help me. What? It's, it's a trap. It's a trap, Lionel. He gets attacked by a muck. When you've just called the Lundercats while that was happening, it only took you two seconds to do it. <laughs> I mean, the help sounded, sounded like 
again, the howling too that we bring up. That weird oh, yeah, voices little... of when the the little person was alive. Well, yeah. no, what was his name? Luke, not Luca. One of them, whatever. And he became like evil. Luda. No, just <laughs> Luda. No, I know who I know who you're talking about. That one. So Thundercats see Mumra for the first time after his death at Sky Tomb. They discover they can no longer be harmed by his own reflection anymore. Oh, he tells him that. He, Lionel was getting all smug. He's like, Oh no, we totally skipped this whole point. By the way, the Sword of Omens has a red tip at one point when it falls on the ground. And then Lionel said, you know what? The sword is far away, but I know what to do. Thank you, Lionel. Sword of Omens come to my hand. Mumra spins around and goes, stop him, no! Because he knows what's going to happen. He's like pointing at the lunatics to do something. He's like, he's calling his sword. Stop him. And then he goes, take a look yourself, Mumra, at your reflection. And that's when he goes, no, well, my self-confidence is on the rise. <laughs> He's like, he's like, I put the mirrors back in the pyramid. I have slowly been poisoning myself every day to build up a tolerance. Oh, he's doing a little peek every day? Is this the end of his reflection? I don't remember if it's a point I don't after know, this. I don't know if this is because he's gone super saiyan he's gone he's gone like he's gone beyond super saiyan he's like i don't know he's like in um an, oh god i can't think of the form anyway it'll come he's on me. steroids honestly he's bigger he's better he's stronger and his self-confidence is an, at an all-time high you cannot escape me now. take a look at yourself mumra the reflection you cannot face the reflection of your own evil So we missed a few things. Lionel frees Pumira after Chilla. Oh, Pumira is her. yes. Tigra is captured. Pumira is captured. Panthro is captured by Aloro. And Lionel at one point gets his throat freezed up by <laughs> Chilla. She loves Chilla. to freeze those throats. She's like, "Be quiet." I said, "Be quiet." Oh, so Mamra, Mamra went ultra instinct. That's what I was going to tell. He went ultra instinct mode. That's why he doesn't care about his reflection. Uh, the fact that he was so self-aware that he was calling the Sword of Omens, I just love. Couldn't stop him himself. He was literally on top of him. He was on top of Lionel. This is the problem. When you're used to people doing everything for you, you get lazy. Uh... I would immediately, as soon as he was like, sword, I would have zapped him. No! He thought the scream was enough. No! Stop him, lunatic! Come to my hand! So, Chitara and Lingso come around. They arrive just in time. And Lingso goes, this talisman, right? And he said, this talisman can stop Mumra because all of a sudden it shocks him. And the Luna attacks go crazy. Besides Luna. She's like, wait, you fools! But they all like, this talisman can get Mumra. Let's let's get it. The talisman, it is even more powerful than Mumra. Whoever has it will defeat Mumra and control Third Earth. I must have it. Give it to me, old man. 
No! I will take it! It will be mine! Stop this, Lunatax! We must not fight amongst ourselves! We must not... Give me that talisman! Take it! It's yours! This is as good a time as any to get out of here. I'm with you, Panthro. David, he throws it, but the resolution is never seen again, never spoken of again. They actually all leave in the thunder tank and leave that thunderclaw machine that they flew in on. So that's two unresolved things. Why wouldn't you have kept the talisman and just shot at the lunatics to keep that talisman? Or at least take pictures of it so you could recreate it. It seems like something to do all of this just to never bring it up again. Because it wasn't thrown into a volcano. It wasn't thrown over the edge of anything. It was thrown in Skytune. But they're implying that they were ripping it apart like they ripped it. They were attacking it so much. Oh, that's what it was? It's like, it was like a piece of wood. It was like a brittle piece of wood, maybe. Oh, all right. Okay, because I would have totally, I would have saved that. I would have put it right in the front of Cat's lair. I mean, honestly, we don't know that. I don't remember. Maybe in the future it comes up again. I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't re- I don't I recall seeing it, it again. Never is. But to be honest with you, I don't even remember it. Being a, I don't even remember it being a thing. That's what you're like. Yeah, so... <laughs> The wrap-up was cute. They were talking about how the Lunatacs fight against themselves and the Thundercats stay together. And Snarf says something about, or making apple pie, which, of course, we got to add that in. He's got to cook. This is the ending that we've been missing because we have to remember, for those of you who will be watching, we've had 10 episodes back-to-back that have had no ending moral conversation because they just go from one to the other to the next to the next to the next they actually were made as movies that they were broken apart into episodes. So really, we never get the whole like looking back at what happened. So now you finally get that like cute moment where you they're able to like digest everything that went on and to have a, a moment of happiness and, and take a deep breath. That's the closest shave yet, Thundercats. It seems that whatever we can do, the Lunatacs can do it better. And we missed all the action! Yeah, stuck on duty in Cat's lair! I know just how you feel, Thunder Kittens. Now wait a minute, we're a team! That's our strength! And everyone in the team has a part to play, whether it's guarding Cat's lair... Fixing the plumbing! Or making apple pie! <laughs> Thank Jaga the Lunatacs haven't learned to work together! They will, Pumira. They will. And when they do, we'd better be prepared. Thundercats! Ho! We get that small Bengali thing of learning that you're important at the... That, to me, was so... 
I mean, maybe it didn't have to be a big thing. Maybe you didn't have to be hit over the head with it, but I wouldn't have even included it. It was like less than a second of him just saying, I'm going to miss the action. But they wrap that up too. Well, everyone but this has. Is, but no, but that's a good thing, Ryan, because that's again, when we watch this, we were growing while we watch it. This is again, Lino growing from what appears to be a young. Yeah, what a difference. And mentally like a 10 year old or whatever it was until becoming an adult. Like Now this he's 13, but going on 40. 30, 13 going on 30. Lie, you know, it is like a different show, too. Do you feel that in a way? It is like a reboot in the sense that the music. Well, to is be honest different. with you, the one thing that got me, and I, I guess they had to do it, but it maybe they didn't have to do it, was there's two things that struck me. One, there was a part where at the very beginning of Mumra Lives, before they like basically did a quick synopsis, which basically like was done in like thirty, like not even like ten seconds of like there were more blah blah blah, blah you know, people from there. Blah 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 blah. It was like I don't even remember because it went so fast. I was like, if I blinked your eye you would have missed that there was yes. three countrymen that escaped. It was like this quick like synopsis that it was whatever. And then there was a part, and I don't know if it's because something happened. I don't think it happened with my TV. There's a part where it never really explained. Like there's a part where Chitaro does that, oh, Mumra thing that was like also <laughs> like a, in the very beginning of that episode, or every episode when she did that, oh, Mumra, it was like it, it was the recap from the, the episode before it. Oh, I get it. Okay, yes. It yes, wasn't actual yes. footage, right? That I, I mean, it wasn't like the yeah. It was the recap of the. It's just like really kind of like, but I don't remember seeing it in the previous episode, so it, it got chopped up or something. Obviously, love the show, but yeah, the one thing that struck me was like I would have started the maybe it wouldn't have been a great episode, but I would have started the Mumra Lives Part One where they explain and they show you Third Earth again, like it's almost like a, like it's happening again, set resetting up everything again, as opposed to this very condensed little tiny 15 second thing that almost like i mean i guess we already know thundera blew up and everything but i kind of wish there was a little bit more to it a little more well there might have been new viewers that joined with the new thunder it was like too. previously in the thundercats three countrymen escaped from thundera boom okay now you know who they are boom we mentioned their name boom done was they trying now to you fit know that now they're on third earth they're on third earth already bye boom they're trying to fit that in i guess with the normal they've been on third earth this whole time boom literally like 10 seconds 15 seconds opening that's just right Boom. the country men mama released the uh, the lunatics but we're now ravaging third earth okay so now that we are 10 episodes deep into season two i i want to hear from the bunglers david because again not many people have seen the second season in its original run or this is when people say the show jumped the shark a little with the lunatics and i think things you know as the show goes on it does get a little goofier we'll see and like a little more comical which we've always had those funny moments. I mean, maybe we do see a lot more, like, throw genitals than they... Someone got killed! Ha ha ha! No, we don't do that, do we? But, I mean, we do find the humor in things, but so far, are you feeling good about it? Like, are you... You feel like you haven't missed a beat? Is it newer? It's I'm like looking, a newer I'm season. Looking at, I'm looking at it from a different perspective because if I was displaced from my home planet, we're not even talking like your home country, yeah. which <laughs> in, yeah. for us would be like almost like being taken from your planet because we don't know anything but what we know, right? But take True. it from your home planet and to realize there is other familiar bases or familiar things that can bring you closer to have that memory, that feeling, yes. that vibe. Honestly, is to me, there's no there's no price tag you could put on it. They're homesick. And to 
have these these additional countrymen, just people of your own whatever, whatever you want to call it, race, not race, I don't, whatever you want to call it, you're more cat people. Like, it's just, it's it's nice. It's something that's familiar. And I think that is kind of like, I mean, think about it. Let's say our planet blew up and it was like we a handful of humans that made it to another planet and everyone was completely different. It would be nice to see a couple of other humans that look like, you know, people that looked like similar to you, I guess. I don't know. It's familiarity. So I'm looking at it from that perspective. I like that for them. I like the fact that there's possibilities because there's other people, other Thundercats. Yes. And the plots and and the lunatics you're okay with, you enjoy them. They're kind of like, I feel like I wish they had different abilities because I feel like being able to see deeply is not really that great. <laughs> well, when one can't see at all. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, try. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I feel like it, well, that maybe that's the counterpart to him. No vision, supervision. I think their novelty does wear off eventually too. I would have liked more unique lunatics maybe. Chilla, I like because I just like the whole icy thing and ice power is very it's cool but honestly the rest of them eh i actually like their personas more than i like their abilities and their accents you're going you're going to you're going to give up now thundercat (laughs) what is he supposed to be like i say hippie scooby-doo and we got we got brooklyn like you said i don't know i like listen i don't know if it jumped the shark but i know that i would continue watching it regardless and i did and i like it and i'm happy for them that there's a handful more burbles although i don't see them with the other burbles unfortunately (laughs) i mean the blue burble's like a peacock he's like the only one like i would be they made him into a toy by the way lj in the original suit they made him so i like the fact that there's a couple more burbles it gives the it gives people peace so no, I don't. I don't think it jumped. The, I don't think it jumped the shark. I just think that it's different, and sometimes people don't like different. But honestly, how many more things could happen if we just went with the same formula? How many times can Mumra fail? Because in all honesty, in order for the show to continue on, Mumra and the mutants always have to fail. Because if you if you yes. got rid of the Thundercats permanently, there would be no show. It's called Thundercats. It's not called Mumra and the mutants. It will be. It will be next week when we when we rebrand. It will be Mumra's reviews. I don't know what's your thought about it. I think what throws people off is the animation even looks a little different because David, right? We're thinking if you think of think of the original season, it was done probably 1984, the art into ni- and it aired in 1985 and like corresponding and all of a sudden we're in 1987. Not that that's a, such a, sh- a jump, but you have to take into consideration two years in between does make things look different. The art styles probably changed a little. Artists that worked on it, technology yes, changed. Everything. It's a little more colorful. It, it is a re it's a it's the show. It's a revamp. The only thing I always say I wish they would have done was redo the title. Yeah. Even when Tigra or other Thundercats aren't on as much, it's still the original or even keep the original and just do a add the Linkso and Pumira like face and, and like that when they put their head in for a second you know and just yeah they should have because because that's them they are Thundercats and it also was a little rushed like when he immediately made them Thundercats although I have to say I feel like they did they did fend for themselves quite well 
And I think we did talk about that in the previous episode. Yes. So. And well, he was kind of willing to make even Pumra back in the uh, Thundercat. Yeah, but that was because the again, but then again, that's also continuity for us. And think about it, Ryan. He so desperately wanted some sort of tie to his for- his former planet that he immediately was like, everybody there is wonderful and they need- we need to stay together and stick together and blah, blah, blah. So really, you know, I can't believe it's we just literally jammed through 10 episodes. Neither can I. But I have to say, for those who are going to watch this now that they've listened to the podcast or they listened before tell me that they didn't go really super quick and blend really well into each other for the most part like boom just like i could have watched the whole thing and just i almost wish they gave you the option to just watch the movie version kind of thing but i get it Okay, Bunglers, our friend Zach, who is on our premiere episode of Season 2, sent along some trivia and fun facts about Mumra Lives. Snarf, Robert Bill, and Lionel all know Mamut by name, even though they'd never heard it spoken during Thundercats Ho. And Snarf and Robert Bill will have never have seen him. It's possible, though, that Linkso Bengali or Pumira overheard it while they were prisoners in the pyramid. The Loon Attacks, I love this, were originally called the Moon Demons and later Lunatics before their final name was decided on. Likewise, the Lunatackers' draft names were Lunatank and the Moon Bolts. In the name of the moon, Leonard Starr provides a detailed description of the terrain of Darkseid in the script. The countryside is ominous and spooky, very different from the rest of Third Earth. There are grotesque rock formations, strange gnarled trees, ugly fleshy plants, (laughs) and sinister fungi. The colors, too, are bizarre. Each of the lunatacs was designed to function as a nemesis for the specific Thundercat. Okay, so we touched in this earlier when David and I were speaking about the episode. So Tugmug to outpace Chitara by jumping. Red Eye is to see Tiger when he's invisible. Aloro to circumvent Panthro's strength and fighting skills through hypnosis. And Chilla, Chilla to ice Lionel's neck so that he could neither call the sword to his hand or summon his friends. This is fantastic. Chilla's original name was Shivers. Leonard Stark originally envisioned Tugmug as having powerful muscle-bound legs rather than mechanical spring-loaded stumps. When he breaks the Sword of Omens, the script describes him as snapping it across his knee. Bengali's weapon, the Hammer of Thundera, which he uses to reforge the Sword of Omens, is described in the script as being the same hammer he found in the Thundrillium mines. Now somewhat brighter and more mystical in appearance, it definitely is. It's blue and white. Beautiful. The script describes the Forest of Mist as a sinister barrier between Third Earth's regular countryside and the dark side. It stretches from ground level right up to the stratosphere. It's not possible to fly over it. It is not so much a forest of trees as of a bizarre gigantic tree-like rock formation. The script also explains that Fire Rock Mountain and the Thundranium Pits form a barrier on the opposite side of Dark Side, so the territory is basically inaccessible from all sides. This is the first episode in which we catch a glimpse of a female Balkan. 
They don't lie. Remember that. Voice actress Duran Raphael, please forgive me, played both Pumira and Chilla in an interview with Nick Mills from Thundercats.org. Shout out Thundercats.org. She explains that the technique she used to perform Chilla's voice, the trademark icy blasts of blue breath, without running out of air, is she would inhale rather than exhale to make it sound more icy. And then she would use that inhale to voice the next line. In the scenes of Wolo and Balkan slaves stroking, I called it, but it's stoking Sky Tomb's furnaces. The script notes that the mutant and lunatic whips actually never strike those slaves, thankfully. They are cracked in the air on the ground against machinery, etc., etc. Thank you for that. Snarfer digging a hole to hide is very reminiscent of Snarf digging his way into Tartara's Palace and the Crystal Queen. You remember her? Another Leonard Star episode. Thank you again, Zach, for these little trivia facts and being our amazing guest in the season premiere. Bunglers, bunglers, bunglers. Bunglers. You bungler. Once again, you have failed. You bunglers. Okay, David, five episodes here. Hole? Out of the hole, because honestly, I can't separate them. They're all so blurred together. I'm going to go lunatics not working together, because they would have been unstoppable. Good work, my friends! You see how well we work together? Teamwork is what counts. <laughs> it has nothing to do with teamwork, Luna. The Thundercats are no match for I am going to go this on the same vein, but I have two, two different feelings about it. I feel like lunatics not working together, mm-hmm. not willing to see past their prejudices against the mutants as well, because the mutants, regardless, good, better, and different, they, they could bring something to the table. Okay? They're stroking that fire. You know, it, Vulture Man alone, he's very much up on technology. Yes. And and so we have that. So I think lunatics not working together. And Mumra, because again... He orchestrates everything, but he kind of sometimes drops the ball. Including standing in front of Zyano. As soon as I got super duper power, I would have been out of that pyramid doing something. Not waiting around. Inspired. I I wouldn't have waited inspired. I would have gone and done something. I don't know what I would have done, but I would have been proactive about it. So, biggest bunglers overall, the Lunatacs, they're new to the game, but they are supposed to be, I think, again, their ego is what, their egos is what, they think they're better than everything and everybody else and more powerful. Their ego is what did them in. So, they're the biggest bungler in that sense, followed by Mumra. I love that. You're right. And if they listen to Luna, they might unite, but she did kind of, she could just kind of really put herself in lead. So, we'll see if that actually becomes an issue in in the future so bunglers we are getting so into season two already matter of fact david and i figured out that if we continue with our double thundercat twice a month and uh take off a few months david in the summer just for doing movies like our theme usually we still will finish if we come back in september by that january the whole entire series So we're getting to it. We're getting to it, Bunglers. And this is all because of you wanting more Thundercats. We have listened. We had that amazing review from Juan. We were so happy to get a Thundercats review finally. It was amazing. So thank you again. Thank you for everyone.
one, following along, of course you know the names. You all know your names. Of course, lovely Leah, thank you for these audio clips that we've used. Yes, and I hope, I know that she she looks forward to every, the last Friday, now she doesn't have to. Now she can go the third <laughs> Friday. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you again, Thundercats fans. As always, you could find David, Universal Appeal 2020, all one word, and the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and beyond. Next time, we have a comeback episode, which I actually remember. It's called Cat Fight, David. And this is the new Thundercats pit against the old Thundercats. Mmm, cat fight. Stay tuned for that. As always, David, Thundercats, ho. Now, who are you calling a hoe while you're throwing genitals? Oh, genitals! Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.